Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey everybody, welcome back to Grain Markets and Other Stuff. It is Wednesday, March 24th. It's about midday here. Thank you for coming back. Uh, thank you for listening on the podcast. Remember, if you have not left me a review already, I would really appreciate if you did, especially on the Apple Podcast app. I could always use some more reviews there. If you are watching on YouTube and you like these videos, make sure you um, uh, like the video and uh, subscribe to the channel. That would really help me out in regard to YouTube, the way that the algorithms work, uh, all that good stuff. Kind of a day. Uh, Slow day in the grain markets here today, a little bit of back and forth. I figured I would do a quick update on this African swine fever situation in China. And there have been some interesting uh, developments here as of late that have not garnered necessarily a ton of attention, but I figured that I would touch on some of this stuff here today um, just because I, I, I've been seeing some more headlines uh, kind of here and there. It doesn't seem to be anything significant, but maybe this is is a little bit of a red flag uh, potentially for Chinese grain demand, for Chinese oilseed demand. It's probably too early to say that, but uh, you know, you, you try to get out in front of, of these potential issues uh, if you can. And I don't I don't think this is going to turn into anything big again, but you never know. So let's let's look at some of the recent headlines. This is the uh, first one that I think was reported as of late, back in January, that China reported an African swine fever outbreak in one of the provinces. Um, it was very, very small on a farm with about a thousand pigs, killed 214 of them, according to the statement. So is that a lot, grand scheme of things? No, it definitely is not. But that was back in January. Now, to go to uh, something a little bit more recent, the, the next most recent one, I think, was February 25th. Um, we saw that there's a new milder variant of African swine fever in China, which sounds good, but it's still African swine fever. And what exactly does, does milder mean? I'm not quite sure about that. Um, they're making it sound as if it's not necessarily as, uh, as deadly, but maybe more contagious and harder to detect. Um, we're not ex exactly sure about this, but this was February 25th was when this uh, particular article was printed in Reuters. Now to go uh, with something even a little bit more recent than that, let's see here, we've got March 5th. On March 5th, there was a report that uh, China confirms African swine fever outbreaks in a couple different provinces. Um, again, these were small uh, issues, 38 pigs on a farm of 127 hogs in, in one case, and then uh, 10 in another case, five had died. So again, a, a very small issue here being reported by the government. The The thing about this that is maybe a little bit of a head scratcher is that I think a lot of people China, think that China underreported African swine fever uh, last go around. Could this be the same thing? I don't know. The verdict is out. Let's keep moving forward here. March 9th, March 9th, uh, the Chinese government reported um, yet another outbreak uh, in one of the same provinces, same deal, like 
10 animals here, two of them dead, uh, is what the Ministry of Agricultural and Rural Affairs said in a statement. So that's just this month on March 9th. And then the most recent one was out today. And this was kind of the reason that I decided to go ahead and record this episode today. Um, China reports African swine fever outbreak yet in another place. Uh, 466 pigs, 280 of them dead. Now, grand scheme of things, of course, these are pretty small numbers. They really shouldn't be hugely consequential, I, I wouldn't think. Um, now, the next thing that I want to do is look at some of the markets, and uh, you guys can decide, and, and, and we'll, I have no conclusion on this, but I'm going to show you some stuff that, that could tell you maybe one thing or the other. Um, let's look at Dalian meal prices on the uh, Dalian Commodity Exchange in China. They've fallen quite a bit. Um, you've seen a fairly drastic fall from January uh, down through the lows that were posted earlier this month. And then we've seen just a little bit of a rebound. So that that was a fairly substantial fall in meal prices. That's the argument that I would make. And that kind of lined up with where that first uh, headline was regarding African swine fever. Is that a coincidence or is there something to it? Um, I really don't know. It's tough to say. Let's take a look at, um, let's see, I had a, here's a live, this is, they trade live hog futures in China. This is the most active September contract, and they rallied quite a bit beginning in January. Uh, a fairly substantial rally, as a matter of fact, and they've backed off a little bit since, but still much higher levels in that market than what we've seen uh, in January. I do have a Dalian uh, corn chart somewhere, which I can't seem to find. But uh, by those two markets, I mean your your big feed product has declined. Um, your hog market in China is elevated, certainly from where it was in January, although it's backed off a little bit. Is that enough to draw any sort of conclusion? I really don't know. Now, we have some other charts here that can kind of tell you the opposite. Oh, here's my Dalian uh, corn chart. Let's look at that real quick. I found it. Okay, so we've we've backed off a little bit in the value of, of corn in China, and that could have to do with other things. It, I mean, we've got a lot of corn being imported into China. Uh, that could be a factor. There's other issues at play here. But the corn market uh, did peak around when the meal market peak peaked back in mid-January. Is that a coincidence that we started to hear reports of ASF again back in that time frame? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else does either. I'm sure there's somebody in China with some additional inside information, but that person uh, is not me. Now let's look at corn and soybean imports into China. And this would be the counter argument is that their, their demand for imported uh, corn and soybeans is just phenomenally high. This is... Um, Let's see, this is, is soybean imports from all destinations, and you see that USDA is projecting a new record for this marketing year. And uh, we've already sold a ton of beans to China. We've already shipped a ton of beans to China out of the U.S. Brazil is in the process of, of shipping a whole bunch of beans to China. So that would make you think the contrary, that no, there's no problem here. Maybe some of these domestic uh, feed prices, like your meal prices, your corn prices, maybe they've declined just because they've got more imports. You know, I believe that it is still very competitive and makes a lot of financial sense for importers in China to import these, these products. Um, I did have a corn import chart as well. Uh, if I could find that, I have no idea where it went. Let's see here. Um, that's soybeans. But the corn import chart, if I can dig it up here, is even more impressive. It's uh, it's like they're going to import three times more corn into China this year than, than they've ever imported before. And, and that number may even be light in itself. Uh, let me see if I can dig that chart up here real quick. Hang on one second. That's soybeans. 
Here's my China corn chart. Okay, so here's your corn imports into China from all destinations, which you can see are just like off the charts high this year. Um, and, and they're gonna, like I said, they're gonna triple the previous record. They might quadruple the previous record before this is over. So again, is is this a red flag when it comes to uh, ASF? No, I, I don't think that it is. So moving forward here, is African swine fever an issue? Is it re-emerging in China? That is a question that I cannot answer. What I'd be on the lookout for are a few things. Do we see additional stories regarding ASF out of China, out of the Chinese government? Do we hear continued trade chatter regarding that? Because we know that if this becomes a big issue again, that uh, it could in fact result in reduced demand for corn and soybeans out of the U.S. and from other destinations. Um, the other thing I would probably keep an eye on again would be that that meal market in China, the corn market in China, the pace of imports, the pace of of export sales for uh, for corn in particular, maybe at this point, we know that they've already bought um, a whole bunch of beans and probably won't buy a whole bunch more from the U.S. until we get into harvest uh, you know, later this year. But this is all interesting stuff, and I thought that maybe it was some food for thought today. It's not something that I'm hearing a ton of people talk about, so I figured I'd maybe give you an update in a week here where you know news regarding the grain markets otherwise is kind of slow um, ahead of that acreage report next week. Uh, remember, if you guys need some more information from me, uh, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. And if you go to that website, you can click on Grain Marketing Plan in the upper right-hand corner. And uh, check out that subscription service. It's it's really a great deal if, if you're seeking some additional grain marketing info, you're seeking some up-to-date information. One thing that I've just started to do here recently are these... Um, uh, subscriber only videos. And I've had a really great response to these. This is, is like, I, I think people might even like these better than getting the newsletter in the morning, to be honest. But, um, uh, you'll get this stuff three or four times a week. These subscriber only videos today. I talked in, in, in a lot of detail about the carry in the new crop corn market. Um, I kind of laid out my strategies, um, all that sort of stuff. So if you're interested in that, uh, check out that subscription service. Certainly everybody have a wonderful day today. And, uh, uh I'm going to have a special episode of the podcast on Monday. I'll have some details about that uh, later this week. Uh, everyone have a good one. We'll talk to you later.